Welcome to Coming Home with Heather, a podcast for women on their journey of self-discovery and healing. I'm your host, Heather Stewart, and I'm here to guide you on your quest for self-love, acceptance, and unshakable confidence. I'm here to help you find unconditional love, deep healing, and connection. I hope to inspire you and to empower you on this journey of coming home to yourself. Welcome. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. It's been a month since I last posted from Morocco. I am back in Qatar after a beautiful summer vacation. In today's episode, we're going to be doing something a little bit different. Today, I'm going to post the audio from an interview that I did with Miss Casey Gallipo, who is a marketing and mindset coach for women who are building their own businesses as entrepreneurs. And in this interview, she we talk about how she persevered through uncertainty as she left the corporate world, she left her corporate job in marketing to pursue her dream of launching her own business and what her journey looked like and how she's using her experience to now guide other women down a similar track. So have a listen, enjoy, and we'll see you on the other side. Hey, everybody. <gasps> Thanks for joining. I'm here with Miss Casey. Hello, hello. How do you say your, your last name, Casey? It's Gallopo. Gallopo. Got it. It's a French last name and yeah. <laughs> pretty much nobody can get it right unless you're like from like French Canadian Maine like I am. <laughs> right. <laughs> so welcome. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, so like I said, I'm from Maine. Um, I'm from southern Maine and I still live here. This is where I've grown up and kind of grew up um, in the typical, like, middle-class kind of white community um, here in Maine. And, I, you know, I feel like when I look back at my life, I definitely had, like, the very um, typical, like, millennial girl uh, upbringing of, um, you know, like, I did all of the right things in high school and did like, you know, I was the class secretary. And so I took like leadership mm -hmm. positions and, you know, did fundraising and volunteering and, you know, really excelled at school and, you know, tried to do all those like right things, right? Mm -hmm. That like society like trains you that you have to do. And so that was my upbringing. My upbringing was very much like very typical. And um, I went to college and as as we talk, you'll I think that you'll see that my track uh, through what I've been trying to figure out what I'm going to do with my life, you know, I I have touched a lot of different things, but I think the underlying track is the same. And so I was an athlete as well, and I uh, so I started out. I my first major in college was psychology. I really have always just been obsessed with like figuring out why people do the things they do and trying to understand people. 
And so that was my first major. And I realized that it was going to be a lot of like clinical type work. And I was just like, no, no, like, I just want to get right to this. Like, I just want to like start talking to people and start working through things and stuff like that. Like I wanted to skip all the steps of like being able to get to that point where I'm sitting in a room helping people. So I was like, okay, that's not going to work out. And then, you know, went down a couple other routes like journalism and stuff like that. Like I've always been someone who really loves to tell a story and then ended up getting my degree in marketing and in business. And at the time when I was younger, I really felt like I was all over the place. Like I felt like something was wrong with me in the way that like all of my friends just kind of knew what they wanted to do. Like they were on a career track and I was just kind of like marketing and business, I guess it's okay. Like it's like something very broad that I can kind of do a lot of different things with. And so like, but like in my heart and in my soul growing up, I was just like, I, I just like, I want to be a leader. Like that's just like, all I wanted to do was to be a leader and I didn't know what that meant. And so I was doing all these different things and trying to figure it out. And I guess like, you know, now being able to look back on the whole experience of my life and the way that I felt when I was a kid, um, like I realized that it all, the track was all the same, you know, whether it was in journalism or it was in marketing or it was in psychology, it was, I want to understand people and I want to tell their stories and I want to tell my story and I want my story to make people feel not alone and I want to help them like find what's within them to tell their story too. And so that's kind of like how my typical like millennial white girl privileged <laughs> like education and background, I feel like has led me to where I am. And um, another little quick anecdote about my, my uh, past that I think plays a big role into where I am right now is um, I've, like I said, like I always wanted to be a leader. Like I've always just somebody like since I was a little girl, when I was a little girl, like I didn't really play um, house or like, you know, mom or whatever, like other little girls may, or like anything like that. I played uh, business, like I played games like called business and I played like restaurant manager. <laughs> and, like, you know, like I, as a little girl, I just always really wanted to have a business. Like um, I told my mom when I was a kid that my dream job was to be a banker because I thought bankers had a lot of money. <laughs> So I've just always been really enamored with like the idea of, um, you know, being a CEO, being my own boss, having my own business. And, um, I think that comes a little bit, I shouldn't say a little, it comes a lot from my dad. He is a small business owner. Like one of the first books he's ever got me was a book called how to be richer than your parents. <laughs> and so from like the age of like, yeah, the age of seven, I was very, um, I was exposed to like personal finance and like that kind of empowerment. And so like that underlying dream of being my own boss and having my own business has always been there from day one. And I just never knew what that was going to mean. And it's always just kind of like, like I said, I went into college and I was like, that's not going to happen. I'm going to work at a company because that's what people do, you know? And then, 
Um, anyways, so, and then I graduated from college and I got my first job and I did what I was supposed to do. And I very quickly realized that like, no, my dream of having my own business is still there. It hasn't gone away. I so resonate with so much of what she said, because even though I'm covered now, like I grew up like until I was 13 in Nashville, Tennessee, same thing, like privileged white girl. Yes. My father's a doctor. Like I always did everything they wanted me to do. When I went to college, I like dabbled a little bit and then they were like, you have to choose something. And I was like, I like everything. Yes. And then it was like, <clears throat> I like, I tried business, but I took like the first class and I was like, no. And I tried like education. And I was like, no. And then I was like, well, what do I enjoy doing? And yeah, it was Spanish. And so I pursued my degree in Spanish with the plan to become a teacher later. But, oh my gosh, it's so cool. But it was the same story. It was like, it felt like my life was written for me and like I had to fulfill everybody else's expectations. Yes. And then like, okay, I did that. And then I, you know, I got my master's to be a teacher and that brought me here to Qatar. And while it's been a beautiful experience and I'm so grateful for everything that I have, it still does not align with me as I'm growing and developing, you know, in myself, I, I so resonate with you. And the fact that we're both entrepreneurs with, with, um, different focuses, but like, I get it because yes. like, like, I'm glad that you had someone in your, in your, in your family that has, you know, a small business. My mom was a real estate agent. And so that's kind of similar to that because, you know, you got to sell to make money, but yeah, like my in the beginning, like my family thinks I'm crazy. Like, why would yeah. you leave a teaching job, like a steady income, to go and you know, coach people on anxiety and right. confidence? And it's like because it's what sets my soul on fire. It's so foreign to people. It's so yeah. foreign. Yeah. But it's funny because I've always wondered, like, like how foreign is it? Because I think like a lot of people, at least in my experience, have similar type like gurgles and fire within them of there has to be something better than this. And I think that people have a lot of fear around like questioning the norm, right? Because I think like that was the experience for me. And it still is something that I'm working through even now. Like I felt like I was putting on an act with people like at the beginning of my career, right when I graduated college, like people love to ask you, what are you going to do? Like, do you love what you're studying? Like, what's your dream career? What's your dream place to work at? And I was playing into all that and I was trying to trick myself to be like, this is so fulfilling. This is my dream. This is exactly what I want to do. And I was really trying to play that role. Like I was working so hard and it was very discouraging because I felt like something was wrong with me. And I'm sure you felt like that too. Like you're yeah. like, Oh my God, why can't I just pick something and stick with it? Like why, you know, like it's so frustrating to feel like, you know, it's that like pack mentality, you know, like we, all we want to do is fit in. And it's so scary to feel like you're going outside of the norm. And that's like discovering like this community, like how you yeah. and I met and having this online community has been everything because mm -hmm. I can't, you know, I'm, I don't know what your experience is. I'm sure it's similar, but it's hard to talk about this industry with people who have never had exposure to it. They yeah. just, it's not even in the realm of it's possibility. Like you're speaking Chinese. And exactly. 
like what you just explained, like what you just explained was like, oh, I want to be a coach for people uh, on anxiety and confidence in their life. <clears throat> Who are okay. you looking for? Yeah. <laughs> Who are you going to work for? But 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 how are you going to pay your bills? Yeah. I money I make my clients. Like <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly. I think. Um, oh, what was I going to say? Oh, it's gone. Go ahead. <laughs> that happens to me all the time. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that is like, that's basically like where I came from and how I got to this place. Um, you know, it's in, it's, so I graduated college and uh, got that job and um, that's the job I just left. I literally stayed at that job for eight years. Um, I'm almost 30 now. And um, like, so that job was my entire twenties. And um you know, like throughout, like I told you, I, I got that job and immediately knew that this was not it. Like, I was like, I don't know if it's, I was like, is this what it's like? Like, is this what it's like to join a corporate career and do you just suffer? Like, is that, mm-hmm. are, are people walking around and not telling you what it's really like, or, or is it just this company? Is it, so I was really struggling at the beginning yeah. of my career Living there. in the like, matrix. I really was. Like, I literally yeah. was walking around like, what are these people doing? Like, is this, <laughs> like, I just really felt lost and confused. Like, I wasn't in the know. And, and questioning yourself, like, what's wrong with me that yeah. I am not getting this? Like, what pill did you guys take that you're okay with this? Yep, exactly. Like, like literally was like always turning it on the outside and just like, and you're just like, what is happening? And why am I seeing it differently? And are you guys just blind? That's literally exactly like you just t- nailed it to a T. That's exactly yeah. how I felt. Like, like I literally just felt like I was sitting back looking around being like, I don't get why I'm the only one asking these questions. Why am I <laughs> like the only one I'm happy? <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so I, uh, I, that's pretty much, I, for a few years, I really struggled. And then I was exposed to like multi-level marketing and all kinds of different things. So I dabbled in a few things with that and that was not a good fit. And so the past, like, I would say seven, you know, the seven years from like the point of where I got the job to like fast forward was a lot of trial and error. It was a lot Mm. of figuring out what do what I want to have a business in. What is it going to mean? Like I've, I've done everything. It feels like, like I have dabbled in, like I said, multi-level marketing type things. I have um, dabbled in feng shui in um, like just typical, like regular life coaching. Uh, I've gotten certifications in health coaching so I could do that. And it's just been, (laughs) I feel like who doesn't go down that path. You know what I mean? It feels very like, you know, tangible and doable. Mm. And, um, it always felt like everything that I was doing, everything that I was trying, it was like, I was putting on this mask. I was putting on this facade of, um, getting people in, like luring people in with health, let's say. Mm. And, to get the opportunity to talk to them what I really wanted to talk about, which was yep. like, what's your dream? Like, yep. <laughs> you know, like I was like, yep. it's like, I'm luring you in with like, do you want to lose weight? And then I yep. get them and I'm like, okay, let's talk about the good stuff. <laughs> and so what I did like, too. And then you did? Like, they all have anxiety. And so I was yes. 
this is where I'm going to sidestep. Yeah. I love that. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. We have so many parallels. (laughs) (laughs) That's why we're attracted into each other's space. Of course. Exactly. Exactly. So, So, um, yeah, you ask questions. I could babble on forever. No, no. I mean, if you're, if you're on the track, go for it. I mean, because so many people like, like you and I did, we try to fit into this box that seems to have been created for us. Like other people created it, but it wasn't made for us. Do you know what I mean? Like square peg, round hole. And how did you move through? Because when you leave that, like when you take the red pill and you leave the matrix, it's scary AF and there's so much uncertainty around it. And it's like, like you do feel like a crazy person and you feel like you're all alone and you feel like, but, but everything inside of me physically, mentally, emotionally is telling me that this is right. And so how did you push through that fear of the uncertainty when it was like, you have no idea what's going to happen on the outside. Like what, yeah. what was the process? Like, how did you overcome that? What was the biggest obstacle and how did you push yourself through? Yeah. Okay. Great question. So, and I have kind of an interesting answer in that to me, the thing that was the most uncertain and the most scary, like when, so, you know, we can get to this point, but the point of quitting my job and making that decision and leaving was not the scariest part for me. The scariest part for me was the unraveling before that decision, like the unraveling of the identities and the programming that I had taken on from everything that we just talked about and being able to let go of this identity of being somebody who goes to a nine to five and depends on that income and has that comfort of being somebody who can sit in a circle of friends and complain about her job and have that connection and that camaraderie and, um, you know, just having that um, struggle story, I guess. Like, I was really addicted to my struggle, if that makes any sense. Like, I I felt very comfortable. I identified with the struggle of not being able to make it, not being able to figure out what I wanted to do. I identified with frustration. Like, that was part of my design. That was part of how I was programmed. I was showing up in this way and sabotaging myself over and over again to always default back to being frustrated about my life, frustrated that I was in a job that I hated, not understanding how to get out of it and not understanding how, what my purpose was and finding clarity on how I was supposed to build a business and what I was supposed to be here to offer in this world. And so for me, what was really the scariest part that I had to work through was realizing that there wasn't a coach that I could hire that was going to give me the answer. And I spent so many years spending so much money trying to find the person who was going to tell me what I should do for a business, what my purpose should be and tell me exactly how to do it. And I wasn't finding that. And I was putting all the blame on everybody else. Right. And I wasn't taking any personal responsibility in my inaction and in my 
you know, in my story, like I, if, uh, if the beginning of my story could, you know, exemplify how one of my core things in life, one of my struggles is I want to skip all the steps. I want to skip the hard parts. I want to get right to the juice. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, part of who I am is like, I don't like small talk. I want to skip the small talk. I want to talk to you about what matters. And so like when I talked to you, when I told you about, you know, wanting to have a degree in psychology, I didn't want to do the hard, like the, you know, the stuff in the middle. I wanted to get right to the end where I could talk to people Mm -hmm. about their lives. And that has been a, a theme throughout my entire life with all this stuff. And so what I was doing was I was being told by coaches who were amazing. I was being, I was reading all the material and books and I was skipping the implementation. I was skipping the work, the literal work to do on my mindset. I was taking, you know, like I'll get, I can get to this later, but relating it back to anxiety. I'm someone who has suffered with anxiety, um, basically my entire life, but mostly my memories of anxiety come from when I was, uh, starting in high school. Mm. And what I always would do is I would take the feelings I was feeling and try to ignore them and push them aside rather than using them as a guidepost of what wasn't working and what I needed to unravel within myself. And so Mm -hmm. to, to, I'm very long winded as you can tell, but (laughs) to get back to your question, um, is like the scariest part for me was realizing that to get to where I wanted to be, I needed to stop doing all the external things and looking for the answers. And I needed to be still and I needed to go in and I needed to do the work and stop skipping steps. Mm-hmm. And so I did that and I, you know, I did everything that I could to work on my mindset, meaning that I, you know, I looked at what I felt like I was believing about the world, about myself. And, you know, I just started writing them down. I started doing, um, you know, like guided meditations to, mm-hmm. Um, you know, try to rewire some of those subconscious beliefs that you have about yourself, the limiting beliefs I had about myself. Mm -hmm. I, instead of investing in coaches who would tell me how to build a business, I invested in coaches who would help me heal my trauma. I invested in breath work to heal um, trauma around my anxiety. I invested in um, like energy healers, people who could help guide me through that mindset work. I invested in programs to help guide me through that mindset work of doing the the exercises I needed to do to doing the meditations that I needed to do in order to start rewiring this. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing that I did was not only getting that external help, the investing in help, but also looking for the answers within myself rather than looking out. And so I was, you know, anytime that I had a question and I was so tempted to like DM one of my mentors or Google or anything like that, like, or look in one of my books. Like I'm such a nerd about books. I have so many, I would ask myself and I would like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mine are over here. This is one um, of three completely packed bookshelves. Yes. Yes. I have them everywhere too. They're all in my house. Um, 
So I, it was the, that was the scariest point for me was doing that unraveling. And then, um, you know, basically what it came down to for me of making the leap to quit was, uh, I think it was like a month. Yes. It was a month before I actually put in my notice. I had been doing this work for, I would say probably the beginning of this year. So really doubling down was like the beginning of this year when I really started doing this work. And so it was July, I would say, and I was out for a walk and that like walking and moving is part of my, um, finding my, my, the answers within me, you know, like I'm able to kind of get into that meditative, um, accessing your subconscious place and just kind of zone mm-hmm. out. And I, I feel like I can access, uh, my truth better, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. And I just all of a sudden had this download of if you're Casey, like if you're trying to build a business that's going to replace your full-time income and you want to be this full-time boss, like, you know, you have this vision, you are, you have this belief about yourself of who you want to be. You're not going to do that by showing up in it part-time. Right. And I was like, holy sh! I don't want to, I don't want to curse on your, um, (laughs) I was like, holy crap. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She's talking mushrooms. I I was like, this is it. Like I have been showing up so part-time in my life. So part-time in my dream. I say, I say that I've had this dream since I was a kid. What have I been doing to be resourceful and to really show up? And to be somebody who wants, like, I say I want to help people, but I'm making this all about me all the time. And so I was like, oh, my gosh, this is it. And so I dedicated myself to showing up online for other people and for myself Mm -hmm. on a full-time schedule. Like, I was like, yeah, this is going to be hard because I'm working a full-time business, uh, a full-time job right now. Yeah. Like, I was like, (laughs) I'm working 40 hours plus a week already. Um, I have a, you know, a life and stuff like that, but it's like, you know what, like, why not? Let's just go ham. So I committed to that. I committed it to myself and I also like put it out there. I put it on my YouTube channel. I put it on my Instagram and I was like, I'm claiming it. And I am telling the world and telling myself that I'm going to be a full-time entrepreneur in six months. I was like, by my 30th birthday, I'm going to be making a full-time income doing what I love. And I'm going to show up like that's happening right now. So I did that. And through that commitment and then through all the other work that I had been doing about my beliefs about myself and um, just the trauma that I had and the, the programming I was carrying around, something shifted where I all of a sudden was my anxiety was turned up to like 10. And I had an opportunity in that moment where I was like, what is this trying to tell me? What is my symptoms, my physical symptoms of anxiety trying to tell me about my life right now? And it all came down to my job where I, you know, they, I, it was a really toxic environment. Um, I was being asked to come back in the office before I was ready, all kinds of stuff. And I was like, you know what? I am if I am doing all the things that I promised myself I would do, 
which is committing to what I want, committing to the life that I want for myself and saying no to anything that doesn't align with that, that I need to, I need to step up. Like I need to advocate for myself. I need to own this part of me and I need to follow these symptoms of anxiety and ask them, what are they telling me right now? And so, you know, I started speaking up for myself at my job and I asked for what I wanted and for what I needed in order for it to be a healthy environment for me. You know, I, I did a lot of, um, reflecting and looking within myself about my worth and being like, you know, this job is no longer fitting what I believe about myself to be true. If they are not going to match how I believe my value, my worth is here and what I'm able to bring to the table. And, um, you know, if they're not going to honor somebody who's willing to speak up for themselves, then what am I doing? You know, like this isn't in alignment with, with what I'm building. And so and I did that. I and I was telling you is that you're completely out of alignment. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so I did that and I was, um, you know, they responded with, not going to be meeting any of my needs. And I just gave my notice. And I, for, I remind you, I have been in this job for eight years Yeah. and the entire time I've been unhappy and have tried to leave, gone on interviews for other jobs, never happened. It always felt like the scariest thing in the world. Like mm-hmm. who quits a job without a backup plan? Right. Like you don't do that. I, the people in my community don't do that. Like we're responsible, right? Right. (laughs) But I, in that moment, I was like, this is the clearest, most truest, most like, I need to do this. The decision's already been made because a month ago I made it. A month ago I made the decision that this isn't in alignment with who I am. And so like the beginning of your question, like how did I break through that uncertainty was like, it was going within and finding my worth and my truth and deciding who I wanted to be and saying no to anything, anything or anyone who did not align with the life that I wanted for myself. And so that's what made the decision to quit. Like, so yeah, (laughs) it made the decision to quit very easy. I was like, so, um, and I'm someone who doesn't make decisions uh, very easily. Like I'm a very, um, I'm a very wishy-washy type person. And this was very easy. It was mm. a, it was a hard no. And um, like as soon as I sent that email, I was like, <sighs> like it just felt like a huge weight had been lifted off my shoulders. And um, and I I tried. I gave them a month notice. And they responded back telling me that I could leave that day. And so it was like, okay, well, I guess, you know, the universe is responding to be like, no, you're ready to be done with this place now. Mm -hmm. And like I said, um, I didn't have a backup plan. Um, You know, I had, I think like a month's worth of money to pay my bills. And I was just like, I believe in my ability to be resourceful enough to figure this out. Mm. You know, like I can get another job, I can get a bridge job, I can waitress, like there's a million things I could do to make money to pay my bills and not worry. And so I just felt a lot of trust for myself and um, like just a lot of 
faith, I guess, in that I have what it takes to figure it out. And then a couple days later, I was talking with my HR manager about, you know, the transition of me not being there anymore. And um, she reminded me that I had money in a profit sharing plan through my job that I never touched. I never put any money in it never even paid attention to it. Like I was just like, whatever, this is just something that they contributed to the past eight years. And I just, I was always like, it's for retirement. And I don't care. I'm not going to pay attention to it. But because of the nature of me leaving, I was able to take a withdrawal from it. And it's enough money for me to support myself to, so I can work in my business full time without having to get another bridge job. And so like, to me, that meant like what I made that mean was that by me committing to this dream, the universe is providing me with the resources in order to show up. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's that's a the long things, story. A couple yes. of things that, that I just I want to highlight um, is that first of all, when you recognize that you were avoiding the deeper inner work. And yeah. that when you finally decided, like, I love that word. I decided that, you know, I'm going to do this. And I'm because you do have to go deeper into your subconscious beliefs, your limiting beliefs, sort through that in order, yeah. you know, to heal and to, like you said, reprogram um, and unlearn everything that has yes, been just the unlearning. kind of forced onto you and the unraveling. I love that. I use that word a lot. The unraveling, you're kind of unpeeling, you know? Yes. <clears throat> yeah. And, and how, when you did that, that is when your purpose came through. Yes. I just got chills. Exactly. Yeah. Goosebump moment, right? Tweetable moment, yeah. right? When you get <laughs> quiet, when you stop and you pause and you get quiet and you go within and you tend to yourself yeah that's when everything just kind of is like oh like I've been chasing one thing I'm doing doing everything right the way that everybody else tells me I'm supposed to and and yeah. as, do you see like like you were always looking for the solution outside because your whole life you had been the solution had been outside like you have to do it this way and you're like yes sir okay yes sir okay and then it's like exactly wait, there's nobody here to tell me what to do. Oh my God, I don't know what to do. And so you went inside and that is when everything started falling into place. And that's when you took your power back. Yes. Yep. And that's That's exactly right. It was so easy because you were standing in your power. And for the ladies watching, standing in your power doesn't mean you are, um, what is it? It doesn't mean you're like overly um, assertive. It doesn't mean you're intimidating. It doesn't mean you are like, you know, it means like, no, this is what I believe. This is what I want. And I will ask for it with clarity and love, like setting a boundary. And if it's not, if it's not going to be that way, then I'm out respectfully with all the love in my heart. And so that's such a beautiful message um, to share here because a lot of women are afraid to speak up and speak their truth because they're afraid that they'll be viewed as not feminine or as ungrateful. Yep. You know? Yes. And that is a lie. It's 
Oh my God, Heather. And it's, you know, just like everything you're just saying exactly. But the problem that you, and this is why you need to do the work on yourself, like the work that you do with women with confidence, you need to do this work because just because everything you said is true doesn't mean that people are not going to treat you like you're being difficult, like you're ungrateful. Um, Cause that's what I experienced. You know, these people who I've been working for for eight years were treating me and giving me the feedback that I wasn't being grateful mm-hmm. and that, you know, the world does not um, reward difficult women mm-hmm. and women <laughs> who, you know, who are willing to speak up you and to be assertive. Yeah, <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. And I was just like, says who? Like, what? Like, I, and so, exactly. I'm so glad that you said that because aside from everything that we just talked about, the message that I think women need to hear is that you need to do the work on yourself to be able to step into that power despite what everyone else around you is saying Mm -hmm. to you and how they're treating you because the society has not caught up yet. Like it's happening, like feminism, Mm -hmm. it's, it's happening, but it's not there. And, um, so people are still going to treat you like you are the enemy for Mm -hmm. holding a boundary and, um, around your worth and around your value. So, you have to be willing to to advocate for yourself and to fight for yourself yeah. for sure because it does sometimes feel like a fight and it felt that's what it felt like to me when I was trying to work with this job with you know them meeting meeting my needs and me not compromising on what I needed mm-hmm. it felt like a fight and um you know it felt like they were trying to um punish me for mm-hmm. standing up for myself and being vocal and saying no this isn't right and you know i was just like i don't need to be here (laughs) yeah that's a that's what happened not a me thing exactly that's exactly right you're not comfortable with a woman speaking up but that doesn't mean that i don't have the right or the power to and i'm not going to empower myself to do it that's exactly yep exactly down with the patriarchy (laughs) yes let's prove it I love it. Oh my gosh. Such a beautiful message. Such a beautiful message. Um, Yeah. So where can people find you? Because I know that a lot of women who are in my space have their own businesses or want to start their own businesses. So how can people find you so that they can start going down that path? So definitely Instagram is the best place to find me. Um, so at underscore Casey Dawn is my handle. And um, so you can hit up my DMs. I'm always available for people in there. And I am actually uh, in the process of launching uh, my first program. So it's called the Embodied Entrepreneur Blueprint. And it's basically the combination of this mindset work with the practical strategies of building a business like branding and niche and offer and positioning and attraction marketing and stuff like that because I'm such a branding marketing nerd because this has been my background like that's what I went to school for this is what I've done in corporate world for uh, mm-hmm. eight plus years and so um, 
it just really marries like my love and my expertise in both of those things in a way that I think is going to be really like really tangible for people because that is like, I built this program in my mind, um, like a month ago and it's the one that I wish I had (laughs) when I first started out because that's how I started with my programs too. I was like, what did I want? Yeah. Working on anxiety. I want this, 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 and that's what I give to my people. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's what's really beautiful about this space too, because I think that's really like, that's where a lot of people come from is they're building their businesses around. Like they say that your mess is your message. Like people build their businesses in this space around what they needed most. Mm -hmm. Like they find their way out of the, um, the situation that they're in and they find that solution and they're able to coach people through the solution that helps that worked for them. And I think that's really beautiful. And, um, so it's definitely, where my program stems from. Um, and like what I want it to be is just, it's only six weeks. And so I really want it to be like very action oriented and very like implementable, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, I don't want people to be in like a three month program where they feel like they're chomping at the bit to like start and to like get out there. Because for me, the biggest clarity has come from not only going within and find the answers in myself, but taking action and moving. You know, I think that so many people, um, like, you know, I guess like if I could share like the biggest message of of this entire story and and kind of like what I want to teach people is like the clarity, people think that they're going to find, they have to find clarity before they can have commitment Mm -hmm. to what they're doing that they need to know exactly the how, that they need to know exactly the vessel. But for me, it was my commitment to like where I wanted to be that the clarity came from. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Commit, decide that I'm doing this and then the clarity comes. Exactly. Like you have to, you're always going to find something else or you're always going to be distractions. you're you're always like, all right, when I get that, and it's kind of just like putting it off and putting it off. But when it's like, I'm doing it. Yes. From the power of that decision, I always say like your superpower is your power to your freedom to decide. And so through making that decision, it's like, okay. Exactly. My word and I'm operating, I'm acting in integrity. So I'm going to show up. Oh my God, Heather, I'm so glad you said that. Yes. Integrity. Oh my gosh. That is, um, that's one of my brand pillars because I'm so glad you said that because I think that like integrity is such a buzzword, right? But it's like, what is integrity? Integrity is, um, not having two, not living in two different worlds. You have one face, you know, you have one life, you know, you, um, you're walking the walk, You know what I mean? Like, and I think that's what was missing and what is a big part of the program that I'm launching is like that integrity. Mm -hmm. It's about being in alignment with 
the person that you want to be and showing up as her every single day. That is integrity. It's what you're doing when you're not on, when the, when the screen isn't on, you know, it's when you're not writing a post, like how are you living your life? Like you need leaders show up and lead their lives well. And so like your commitment is integrity, Mm. right? So I think that like, people yeah exactly like we could talk about this all day but the clarity of um what you're trying to do is going to come when you get into integrity with who you're trying to be and what you want to do and you commit and you decide that you are going to do embodiment exactly right -hmm. yep exactly and that's why it's called the embodied entrepreneur because Mm -hmm. i know that this is where i struggled for so many years was trying to create this life while also staying who I was yeah and saying yeah exactly like nine to five society norm Casey is trying to build this life that no one in her life has ever done you know like trying to be this new person and this um you know be this boss and this business owner and how are you going to do that when you're not doing the the things that she would do when you're not living your life the way that she would. So and how can you ask yeah. anyone else to do what you're telling them to do if you haven't done it yourself first? Exactly. And then things like self-sabotage and imposter yeah. syndrome start coming into it. And then people quit because they think that something's wrong or it's not aligned and yada, yada, yada. And it's because yeah. like, you know, a lot of times I had a, a friend of mine, um, she just did a story uh, I think it was yesterday or maybe a couple of days ago. I've been off Instagram for a couple of days <laughs> and she talked about imposter syndrome and how sometimes it's not about whether or not you're qualified to do something. It's about like whether or not you're excited about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I and so it's that. like, I love that. Yeah. And so it's like uh, people feel like, they're out of alignment with something and that they need to fix, they need to find some external person to fix their offer or fix something about what they're doing. But it's like, sometimes you're just not in integrity with what you really want to do. And that's definitely where I have struggled with all these different niches that I was in and not being in alignment with what was truly what I wanted to be doing with people. Yeah. Like we talked about at the beginning. Yeah, and I love how your program is both mindset and strategy because, you know, I mean, we met in Stephanie's space. For those who don't know, she's she's a a business coach. She's fantastic, and she does some, you know, she does the same thing. But like what, like before finding her, it was like either mindset or strategy. Yep. It's like you need both. You need both. Both one depends on the other. Yeah, that um, uh, masterclass, by the way, I was dying because so I told you like that my program like downloaded to me like a month ago and then she does this program and it was the best like um, validation I needed that like this was something that was needed in the market because in marketing that's, you know, that's a big part of it, right? Because like we're in this kind of spiritual space that can like Steph was saying, like it can be very... um, like, I'm just going to offer whatever's in my heart and my soul. It's like, that's beautiful. And you should, but you also need to make sure there's a market for it, right? Like there's a real yeah. practical, <laughs> tangible part of running a business. And that's what I love about Steph and what we all love about mm-hmm. her. Um, and 
so like for me having that validation that like this is something that people really truly are um craving in the market was like really mm-hmm. a very good um stamp of approval yes, <laughs> for me like, you know okay. not that we need the external validation yeah <laughs> but i was like okay <laughs> i'm doing my thing yeah exactly exactly <laughs> Thank you so much for your time and for sharing your story with us. I know that this is going to touch so many women's hearts. And I do truly hope that those of you watching, if you are in the market for a mindset and marketing coach, reach out to Casey. Um, Yeah. And keep doing what you're doing, girl. I mean, oh, thank you. So much power to you. Your story is so powerful. Keep telling it. Thank keep you. Telling that story. Show, keep showing up the way that you do. Um, the world needs you. Oh, thank you so much. And I just want to say, like, thank you for reaching out. And um, you know, I, that's one of the most beautiful things about being in these communities together is like we get to collaborate and we get to meet each mm-hmm. other and do fun things like this. Like, thank you so much. This has been so much fun. And I echo everything that you just said to me, like anxiety, like I just said, like anxiety and confidence, like it was the catalyst for everything else in my life was approaching these two things with honesty. And so that the work that you're doing is amazing as well. So thank you so much for having me on your, on your profile today. It's such an honor. Thank you for being here and we'll have to trade spaces. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. I would love that. That would be amazing. (laughs) Well, thank you everyone. And we'll sign off for now and we'll be in touch. Okay. Thank you, Heather. Bye. You too. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining me today. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you would subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so that more people around the world be able to hear it too. And remember, keep exploring, keep growing, keep loving on your journey home to yourself.